what the Lord says, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, their enemies. Cush and Seba and your steed, other enemies. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will, ex- I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your life, depicting the war and their departure from exile. Verse 5, So do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up, and to the south, Do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf, All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of them foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they were right, so that others may hear and say, It is true, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I, and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians and the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord your God, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, The army and reinforcements together as they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not see it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people my chosen people, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you have not called upon me, O Jacob. You have not wearied yourself for me, O Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not bought any fragrant calamus for me or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. But I, even I, 
am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Your spokesman rebelled against me. So I will disgrace the dignitaries of your temple and I will consign Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. It's the reading of God's word. A few thoughts. One, our God is a personal God. Take comfort. How, how amazing are these first couple of verses? If you remember how chapter 42 left off, it, it leaves off in the same way that this chapter does, um, almost in a sense of, um, but your disobedience, your sin, um, has caused this great destruction that's coming again because one of the reasons Isaiah is, is doing the work that he was doing was to foretell of future destruction. Um, but as I've been um, reminding you, the last 26 chapters of this book also it, 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 it kind of um, throws in some warnings of destruction that is to come because of their rebellion and idolatry and injustice. But also it's mainly a book of hope. Um, of a time of redemption so perhaps they were reading this before the destruction even came and so this chapter again why at times it's confusing is because he's going back and forth between foretelling this future destruction that's to come but also before the destructions come he's also telling how they will be delivered from it because God loves them and will deliver them despite their sin and so we see chapter verse 1 almost being a response to the end of chapter 42 and our God is a personal God he is our great shepherd the Lord is our shepherd he says I'm the one who formed you I'm the one who have, has redeemed you I'm the one who has called you by name you are mine as a father with my own three children what a delight no matter how they behave they are mine and I will always love them and so one invitation this this has for us is to reflect back on the ways in which we have been redeemed how has our life changed how have we changed what has what has God called us away from what path has God called us out of how has he redeemed you? You know, he, he later reminds them. Um, in verse 14, he, he says, This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One. I will, for your sake, I'll send you to Babylon. For your sake, I'm going to send you into captivity. Babylon will come and destroy you. But then I'm going to bring down, the, um, as fugitives, all the Babylonians, depicting Persia would later destroy Babylon, and King Cyrus would then release Judah to go back. To their land and then he says but look back remember your redemption story I'm the one who made a, a way through the sea who drew out the chariots and horses he's recalling their great escape through the um, through the sea if you go back to the, the story in Exodus Exodus 14 and their deliverance after the ten plagues and God delivers them 
in a mighty fashion. He brings them salvation. So remember your redemption story. Second, remember that you are precious and honored in His sight and that He will deliver you from whatever misery you're in right now. He will deliver you from it. It's probably not going to be in the way that you wish He would deliver you from it because He's delivering you um, in a way in which will bring Him glory and in a way that is for your true good. And we don't know what is for our true good, do we? But along this path of deliverance, he says, do not be afraid. I am with you. This is, God is with us, Emmanuel. We know this for certain. This is the whole um, beauty of, of, of the God-man, Jesus Christ, whose name was Emmanuel, God with us. Um, and you see a Full redemption. He says, He redeems at all cost, is what the note I wrote down. I will bring your children from the east. I'll gather you from the west. I'll say to the north and to the south, This is a full redemption. I will do all, um, I will do everything to bring redemption to your life. So I don't know if you feel like you are in the pit this morning, if you're in the pit this afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this, if you feel like there are all sorts of things working against you. God will bring redemption at all costs. And we have the evidence of this in Jesus Christ. He will go to the point of death to bring redemption to us. And then a great reminder in verse 11. He says, I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. So the question is, what are you looking to to save you? in your misery right now, what are you looking to to save you? What are you holding on hope to? If I can just have this, if I can just do this, then I'll no longer be miserable. I'll find contentment and happiness if I can just have this one thing. That's a savior, and we all look to them. But what a great and gracious reminder that apart from me there is no savior the only faithful one, the only one who can bring that true contentment and joy and happiness is the faithful one, the one from the ancient of days, the Lord our God, our King, the Holy One. You know, I hope as you've been listening to this all throughout this second half of the book of Isaiah, you realize God is a God, a holy God. God's holiness has both mercy and justice. It's all throughout. There is, there is justice. We desire justice. A God without justice is no God at all. He is no king at all. Something must be done. And we see that in verse 24. You've burdened me. I wish you'd burden me with your, your grain offerings with your fat offerings, with your sheep offerings. But instead, you've burdened me with your sins. So something must be done from this. But he says, but I'm the one who's going to blot it out. So at the cross, we see both the love and the mercy of God, but also the justice, the judgment that Israel deserves, the justice, the judgment that you and I deserve, we see at full display on the cross. 
which is why he is the one hope, the only savior. Is where our redemption, the full scope of our redemption is seen most clearly. I promise you, what, is, what drives you is who you think you belong to. Who are you? Are you a redeemed child of God who is called by name and seen as precious? Because if that is true, everything about your life will begin to change. Or are you someone who has a taskmaster looking down on you or, or working from within you? Because you will be burdened and weary. And you will look to all of these other saviors to try and deliver you. And it will not work. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, Today is a new day, and you've given us this great mercy. We might look at the sun, we might look at the sky, we might look at the clouds and feel the wind to our face. We might see the ways in which you provide for us. We can be thankful and worship. Lord, we might also look back to our past and see the ways in which you have redeemed us. You've called us out of particular circumstances. Look to the past and see how you have provided for us in the midst of, of suffering and tribulation, how you've answered prayer, how you have been faithful, though we have been unfaithful. Lord God, would we, as we move forward in our day today, there is enough to be worried about as you have taught us today. So let us not worry about what comes tomorrow. Let us know with great confidence that you are the God Emmanuel with us. Pray this in your name.